Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer. I am recording here in the Valley of the Sun under the umbrella of Hardwater One. And today I'm going to be sharing with you guys some of the direction changes that are going to be going down with the Hardwater Project. Some of you guys know me from back in the day. And some of you guys were actually there, my very first CrossFit workout, watching me suffer through it. And there was a lot of pride, I guess you'd say, at that moment in time for, for me simply just getting off my ass and also a lot of struggle and strive for me just to get through those workouts because I'd been sitting behind a desk for so many years. But at the end of the day, um, I learned a great deal from that experience. And one of those lessons was simply this, you know, that as a human being, I really wasn't living to my potential, especially not in the physical realm. And I could do a lot more in all the realms of life. And that got me thinking about what I wanted to create and what I wanted my life to be about. And this was about 10 years ago. So at the time, the reason that I even went into a CrossFit gym in the first place was because I was facing the prospect of being the fat guy getting married. I was kind of smooth and you know, looking kind of chunky, not so great, not feeling good about myself. And here I was about to go to Hawaii to get married. And the last thing I wanted to do was to show up, you know, not feeling and looking my best. So I jumped into a gym and I found, you know, one that was as inexpensive as possible because at the time I thought CrossFit was just the most expensive thing on the planet. And I wasn't sure it was worth it to be quite honest with you. So at that time in my life, I had all these programs and excuses for why I was the way I was and what I would do based on the money programs that were running around in my head. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about the origin story uh, for the lifestyle brand Hardwater that resulted from that and talk about where I'm going to take this thing and why I'm going to take it there. So going back all those years. I spent a few years in a CrossFit gym, in and around a CrossFit gym, and I fell in love with the community. I fell in love with the people. I loved the gritty nature. I loved the sheer, just horrible experiences of pushing my body past what I had normally been doing. And it kind of took me back to the old team sports days, back on the old football field, you know, back in the day when, you know, we were getting beat up in Georgia sun for two a days in the summertime. And I missed that, you know, I missed being able to challenge myself. I missed being able to go hard. I missed being able to, you know, do that with other people. And CrossFit kind of brought all that back. You know, we're carrying sandbags in the rain, you know, running around outside, no matter what the weather was doing crazy combinations of lifts, gymnastics, calisthenics, all of it thrown together. And, every day was different. So there was something to be said for just having a sheer love for the pain of it all. But after a while, I realized that I wanted to take this idea and do more with it. So a few years down the road, a friend of mine, actually three friends of mine and I got together and we decided that we were going to create a CrossFit gym. And we were going to name the CrossFit gym Hardwater CrossFit. In fact, we had already registered the name Hardwater with CrossFit HQ and had it approved and everything ready to go. But by the time the reality set in of what it would actually take 
monetarily, time-wise, marketing-wise, setup-wise, to get everything going and create a cash flow situation, especially among four partners. Two people had backed out, actually one backed out, one moved to California. So that left myself and one. And then as we talked more about the impact that we wanted to have around bringing this idea of doing hard things and creating mastery in your life, we realized that inside the gym context, you're really kind of geo-locked to a location. Sure, you can branch out a little bit digitally, but absent a big budget, you know, you're not going to get very far. So the vast majority of what's going to be happening inside those four walls is going to be the impact that you have. And that's not to say that if you're running a gym that you're not having an impact. That's not at all what I mean to say. What I mean to say is that geographic location around your gym, people passing by it, people living near it, that's going to be the primary focus. And so we realized this and didn't want to limit it to just that. So we said, okay, well, what if we take this concept of hard water and we take it into the apparel realm And so at this point in time, we thought, well, if we do this, we can create a much larger impact because now we can take the brand nationwide, coast to coast, sell into other countries, and we can build a story around that. And that's kind of what we set off to do. And then my partner got his girlfriend pregnant at the time, and he fell by the wayside. And when that happened, I just shelved the project altogether. So even though we had had some good feedback, done quite a few shows, Um, you know, put some good product together and out into the world. It was just too much work for one person. And so I went off my merry way and um, partnered up with uh, a gentleman named Corey and opened up CrossFit North Phoenix. And so that's what I've been doing for the last few years. I made a feeble attempt to restart the apparel side last year, uh, but the partnership just wasn't right and it didn't work out. So here we are doing this thing a different way and rather than taking on input from myriads of other people taking on the ideas and opinions of others I'm gonna do this thing the way I want to do this thing and what I really want to do is have a larger impact than either of those previous business models could have I want to work with people directly and I want to instill this idea that you can do more than you're capable of and that you can seek excellence and have excellence in your life so just to break it down going forward. So in the world of of CrossFit, excuse me, there's this concept of WOD, workout of the day. It's just an acronym, workout of the day. So the name hard water obviously stems from that. Uh, and I love the way it rolls off the tongue because it's a common term and it's easy to remember and to say. So we just spell it a little bit different. And we're taking this idea of people who are working hard or going hard or doing things to the best of their ability in whatever the workout for that particular day is. So the workout that you're doing might be reading a book. It might be getting through your job and doing it with excellence. It might be a workout in the gym. It might be spending time with family and friends. But whatever you're doing, you're nurturing your body, your mind, or your spirit in one way, shape, or form. And all of those things, in my mind, I consider a workout. So that's where the name comes from. And in the next evolution, what I realized is early on, I didn't have clarity of what I wanted to create around this thing this lifestyle brand, this idea that is celebrating people who are giving all they have for all they want. I wasn't really clear on what I wanted to do. So I sat down 
and got with some people here in the valley who are doing some special things, and you'll meet them um, as we go on the journey. And we decided together that we would do this thing right from the get-go. And the mission statement that we're going to operate around is our sole purpose is to arm humans with the tools to crush mediocrity, create mastery, and live a life of total wellness. So let me just unpack this a little bit before I get too deep into this. This idea of mediocrity, this pisses me off to no end. Everywhere I look in the modern world, I see people half-stepping. I see people not putting their cart back at the grocery store, for example. Just little things like that. I see people being inconsiderate. It's very common in the modern world to go into a neighborhood and hear 15 barking dogs, not realizing these, these dog owners not realizing that their dogs are disturbing people who don't have dogs and who want to get rest. You know, we live in a neighborhood here near the mountain uh, in Anthem, and we have people parking all along the front of our house all day long, every day. And, you know, we listen and contend with slamming doors, car alarms, screaming kids, you know, and dogs throughout the course of the day, especially on pretty days, because everybody wants to be out on the trail. And kudos to them for doing that. But by the same token, right, if I was going to come into someone else's space and someone else's environment, I would want to tread as lightly as possible and make sure that I was showing respect to the people around me. So this idea of mediocrity can be what you do, and it can be how you behave, or some combination thereof. And this idea of sandbagging, of just doing enough to get by, you know, of just sort of showing up and mailing it in at work, of just, you know, mailing in your relationship with your wife, you know, mailing in your financial situation, you know, just giving just enough so that you keep the bill collectors at bay, you keep the cardiologist away, and you live another day. And that's just not the life that I want to live. So contrast that with mastery. To me, mastery is about going deep with a concept. It's about understanding the nuance inside a thing, right? I mean, you can take something as simple as window washing. You know, I might grab a bucket and a rag and go start knocking out a window. And when I'm done, because I didn't use the right tools or have the right technique, have streaks all over it. But a guy comes along behind me with the proper tools, a squeegee, the right amount of soap, the correct amount of soap versus water ratio, comes through there, rocks it, squeegee left, right, down, center. Next thing you know, you have this crystal clear thing because he understands the nuance of that situation. Just like lifting in the gym, right? There's a difference between someone who's squatting four or 500 pounds versus a newbie who's trying to maintain balance and just get up and down with 100 pounds or a barbell on their back. They're not at a point yet where they understand the nuances of balance or the nuances of which muscles need to be activated. So this idea of mastery, this idea of going deep, this idea of having a genuine understanding of something that you can take into any environment or any situation and sort of break it down and move and flow and operate the way that you need to do with a high level of proficiency, this is something that's appealing to me and something that I want to draw into my life every chance I get. So to crush mediocrity, to create mastery, that's where that comes from. The last piece 
of that mission statement that I want to unpack is around this idea of wellness. And this came from the fact that nobody really knows what it is. I think one of the things that uh, Greg Glassman did really well with the CrossFit ideology or the CrossFit methodology, depending on, you know, what word you prefer, is he defined clearly what it meant to be fit. There was no gray area. You know, it wasn't about absence of disease. It was about your ability to put out. It was about power output and how you measure that over a period of time. Right? This quantitative measurement of fitness is something that was relatively new at the time. It hadn't really been considered the way that he put it forth. And I think the same thing is happening right now with this idea of wellness. I recently put an I, an idea or a question, I should say, out on ye old Facebooks and asked people, you know, hey, what is wellness? You know, what does it mean to you? And every single person had a different answer. You know, no one really understands what wellness is, but it's a term that we toss around and think about, you know, and use in casual conversation or talk to a doctor about not really having a clear idea, you know, of what it means to us or to the person we're communicating with. So if it's something that we want to have, you know, how do we know if we have it if we don't even know what it is, right? How can we improve it if we don't know how to measure it, right? Every one of these ideas are ideas that are interesting to me. And the more that technology advances, the more sensors we carry around. I think the average cell phone now has about 20 different sensors on it. You know, the more big data comes into play, the more opportunities we're going to have to tie the fitness of mind, body, and spirit together and learn how we can move and flow in the world in our best possible self. So we're not the only ones who are asking this question. I know I'm not, I'm certainly not the only one who's asking this question. So I'll just share with you guys a little bit of what I've learned in researching the project and how I'm going to go forward with this. So there is a tremendous desire in the world of government, in the world of academia, and in the world of sport and fitness to understand what this thing is. And a lot of people have been putting money forth from Sarkozy, the president of France, all the way to the Koch Foundation, to colleges and universities here in the States. And in 2014, the Stanford Prevention Research Center launched what they're calling the Well Program. Now, this whole Well Program idea is designed to clearly identify some quantitative measure of what you can do to have what, what people term wellness be measured in some way, shape, or form, to have it be something that you can quantify and then seek to alter your life to create more of it. So the WELL program, W-E-L-L, is just an acronym for the Wellness Living Laboratory. And the goal of this place, the sole goal is to prove that to improve the health and wellness of entire populations. Now that's a pretty audacious goal, right? Now this particular study is going to be basically taking a count, measure, and survey of about 30,000 people from several different countries around the world. And what they're looking to do is to sort of redefine this idea of biomedicine being this thing that helps you create a state of absence of disease, right? When you go to the doctor in the modern world, 
you know, he can sit there and he can diagnose you and he can tell you what's wrong with you, but he's not very good or she's not very good at telling you what's right with you and what you should continue doing in a lot of cases. So this whole project is about finding out what makes people happy, healthy, resilient, you know, what gives them the best version of themselves, right? And using the biomedicine to promote living to our full potential rather than this focus on this idea of absence of disease. And so in the course of setting up this project, they have interviewed, I think, over a hundred people from, I think it was Santa Clara County specifically. And these people were interviewed anywhere from, I think, 30 minutes to two and a half hours. And the researchers went back through and they re-listened to all the interviews, looking for common threads of what they could tie back into this idea of wellness. And what they came up with were 10 primary domains. The first five are domains that are more prevalent and the last five are domains that are less prevalent in terms of how people mentioned or talked about them but they're very interesting so i'm just going to share those with you guys now because we're going to be talking about the hardwater one model and what this looks like and how it ties in but i wanted to give you guys an overview of you know these categories and tell you where you can find and, and get some more information on this if you're inclined to do so so wellness in this survey the first domain is social connectedness. The second domain, lifestyle behaviors, then stress and resilience, then emotional health, then physical health. So that's number five. And then these last five are less common. Meaning and purpose, sense of self, finances, spirituality or religiosity, and then finally exploration and creativity. So you can see some of these domains can overlap, which is one of the things that I noticed. And depending on how nuanced you want to make them, they may or may not fold over on top of one another in a much larger way than what they identified here. But as these 10 ideas emerged, what they decided to do was take these 10 ideas and these, and these interviews and use them to create a survey, um, basically a study of 30,000 people, uh, 72 questions, and they've made it available to the public. So if you go to the Stanford website and you do a search for the well program, you'll end up in a spot where you can actually join the survey if you're interested in doing so. And I think I'll probably put a link in the show notes so that you guys can find it if it's something you want to get after. But it's very, very, uh, you know, sort of an interesting way. And it's a very new sort of a thing to go after in the modern world in terms of this idea of quantifying wellness, something that's never been done before. And here it is an opportunity for you to actually participate and you can participate and they can actually track They'll, you know, they're going to follow up with you and track you over a long period of time so that they can uh, continue to quantify and, f and learn more about each individual aspect of these 10 domains that they've identified. So number one, the social connectedness one, this was number one for most people. So social networks, very important, right? And what we've got going on in today's world with social media is not a social network. And in many cases, this is creating division. It's creating more isolation because rather than having a real interaction, you're having some fake ass digital interaction 
And a lot of times what people end up posting is they end up posting things that actually get likes from other people. So there's this, there's this sort of, you know, desire to be acknowledged by other humans, which is a very sort of primal behavior, this idea that we need to be acknowledged for what we're doing. So let me post something that I can be acknowledged for rather than posting something that might cause someone to dislike me or might cause someone, you know, not to take a second look at what it is I'm doing. So social networks are not necessarily, you know, the player here that they're looking for. We're talking about actual human contact or like deeper meaning, deeper connection. So social connectedness can also be a liability, right? When you're tight knit group, you know, you also have tight knit liabilities. There are people who call on you. There are people who seek you out. There are people who ask you for things, right? And I think this is one of the other reasons that social media is so popular because you can virtue signal that you're that type of person without actually having to be the type of person that's generous and giving, you know, which is sort of bullshit at the end of the day. You know, I, I watched this with a friend of mine who um, is undergoing cancer, very popular in the community. Everyone loves her, loves her to death. And, um, you know, there was a, uh, uh, a sort of GoFundMe put together to support her in her um, medical journey, you know, bill-wise, bills are adding up and that sort of thing. And everyone who claimed to love her didn't really do much for her. And I found that that, you know, sort of struck me the wrong way, right? Because you can virtue signal all day long behind a keyboard, but when it comes down to it, like getting your wallet out or actually doing something kind or creating a generous gesture in the real world, hmm, well, that's something different. It's not something that you're necessarily going to get acknowledged for publicly. And so I found that that, you know, sort of struck me as odd. Well, maybe not even as odd, you know, I may, I think maybe it just struck me as, as bad, you know, it was this, this idea that, Hey, we have this person who's provided a tremendous amount of value to the community. So why aren't people getting together and rallying around her and really supporting her the way that they should? You know, it's just one of those things. I think that um, sometimes the social media, the old Facebooks, you know, there's a lot of lying. There's a lot of hiding that happens in that place. And I think it creates a lot of separation. And certainly that's going to deter, you know, any form of wellness that you're seeking in real, honest relationships. But that's a, a whole nother podcast. We'll dive down that rabbit hole another time. The second one was around lifestyle behaviors. So lifestyle behaviors, this is where we start talking about fitness. We start talking about nutrition. We start talking about how you care for yourself. We start talking about adventure. We start talking about new, you know, novel experiences, you know, learning, growing, expanding as individuals, this type of thing, right? So this was a huge part of wellness. And you'll notice that like physical health is like number five on the list, you know, so this idea that wellness is health or that health is part of wellness or that these two ideas are tied together, maybe there's something there or maybe not. We don't really know yet. It hasn't been decided. It hasn't really been defined. So that's kind of at the point where it's yet to be determined. And this is one of the reasons that I think this journey is so interesting because it can go a bunch of different directions. You know, as we dive deeper down this this sort of you know, whole or this, this, or travel uh, further down this path of learning what wellness actually is, you know, who knows what we're going to find at the end of the day. I think that it's important that each individual learn what runs them and learn what runs 
you know, the chemicals through your head that make you feel good. Because at the end of the day, you know, feeling good, having this sense of well-being, this freedom, this happiness about yourself, this positive attitude, you know, it's really just brain chemistry. Um, so for some of you guys who want to look into that, you can check out some of Joe Dispenza's work. He's put some, some pretty cool stuff together uh, in his books. Uh, the most recent one I read was called Evolve Your Brain, which is it kind of gives you an idea of how neural networks wire and fire together and what chemicals you know, you run when you're going through different experiences and how they make you feel. So at the end of the day, we're all just one big electrochemical, you know, laboratory set. So it's kind of cool to, to see that and to understand how it actually works, you know, under the skin. So as I learned about this particular project coming out of Stanford, I was putting together the Hardwater One model. And the Hardwater One model is going to focus on three primary aspects uh, of wellness, what we're calling wellness. And that's going to be the mental, the physical, and the spiritual. And each one of these things is tied together. Each one of these things feeds the other. You can't have one without the other in some sense of the word. And they're constantly rotating and folding on one another. And if this is a triangle and you have these three ideas, mental, physical, spiritual, at each corner of the triangle, each corner of the triangle breaks further down into more groups. So the subsets of mental are going to be mastery of thought, mastery of emotion, and mastery of your responses. So taking responsibility for what you think, right? Taking responsibility for your emotional state. Again, these are all electrochemical uh, uh, happenings in and around your brain, taking responsibility for your responses and owning those responses and knowing how and when to use them, right? Knowing what the second and third tier effects of those behaviors and those thoughts are going to be. On the physical side, it breaks down into your fitness, your maintenance of your fitness, and then of course your nutrition and what you're feeding yourself, right? So these things you hear ad nauseum on every platform you've ever been to in your entire life. So I'm not going to beat them to get to death here. Um, everyone has an idea of what fitness is. I like Glassman's definition. Um, all of the CrossFit stuff is pretty much available online. I think even the level one training guides available online, whether you've registered for it or not, but go through the training guide and check it out. There's some really cool stuff in there. The maintenance piece, you know, like uh, right now it's about 1.16 in the morning. I'm recording this podcast. I should be sleeping right now. I had a crazy long day, um, you know, put in some hours at the desk, got my workout in this morning, and, you know, I got to get up super early in the morning and do it all over again. It would be better for me to maintain my momentum by getting a little bit more sleep um, and, and maintaining a proper sleep cycle. And today, in the last few days, I've just been so jacked up, excited about all this stuff. I've had trouble sleeping, to be quite honest with you, and I haven't really missed it. You know, the energy and excitement around doing this work has sort of sustained me. So there's another lesson in that. And then, of course, nutrition. Everybody knows what it looks like to eat pretty well. I mean, you know, it, there, there's no real secrets there. But one of the things that we'll be doing with uh, the Hardwater One platform is putting out quality uh, nutrition advice, you know, none of this, you know, give me $7 and I'll give you, you know, six pack abs in five minutes kind of crap. It's just going to be real. How do you create a sustainable way of eating? How do you create a sustainable nutritional lifestyle that's going to support the things that you want to do physically, mentally, and spiritually? And then lastly, the spiritual piece, 
This is not about religion. I don't give a shit what religion you are. If you love Jesus, great. If you are more of a Buddha guy, so be it. I don't care. At the end of the day, all the great teachers say the same thing. They all say the same thing. So the divisions are all man-made as far as I'm concerned. And at the end of the day, whichever division you find yourself or you cut yourself into, it doesn't really matter to me. As long as we're vibing on the same wavelength of you do your thing and I do mine, hey, there's never going to be a problem. But spirituality has more to do with these three things and it breaks down into this specifically. So your connection, your connection to yourself and to those around you and to your environment, right? So how are you connected to your immediate vicinity? How are you connecting to yourself? Have you noticed that you are more than one person, right? Have you noticed that there's a part of you that wants to do great things and there's another part of you that says, well, that's going to hurt if I do that. Right? Have you noticed this about yourself? Are you connected to that part of you? Meaning, right? What are you about? What are you going to be about? You know, what is meaningful to you as an individual? And lastly, purpose, you know, purpose. What are you getting after every single day? You know, why are you here? Why are you here? And why does it matter that you're here? Your purpose Right, so you can see that all these three things marry up uh, across the triangle, and each one of them has subsets of ideas that touch very closely on the 10 ideas coming out of Stanford. So these are the ones we're going to play with uh, going forward. And so what I want to leave you guys with is kind of a long-term vision of where I want to take Hardwater One. So the Hardwater One project is specifically this idea that we can create uh, an online resource, a brick and mortar resource, and a collection of people who can unite under one specific roof in the brick and mortar uh, concept and under one domain name or web property, if you will, or a series of web properties, if you will, the idea that you can come to one place and get all of your needs met, whether they're mental, physical, or spiritual, or in any of those subdomains thereof. So we wanna create a valuable resource a one-stop shop place that is super easy to get to, super easy to find what you need, and it makes information that you should be consuming to make your life the best possible life readily available there at your fingertips 24 hours a day. And so that's the idea, the big, hairy, audacious goal, if you will. And within that, we're going to have digital products, so we'll be selling digital products into the marketplace We're going to have programming options, obviously, selling programming into the marketplace. We'll have articles, we'll have freebies, we'll have giveaways. We're going to have apparel. Obviously, you've seen me creating lots of mindset type content. There's going to be more of that. Uh, You've seen some of the people I've been working with, like uh, Brianne Showman Brown, who's been creating lots of PT physical content. Um, You guys haven't seen a lot from Nate yet, but I've been working with a guy named Nate Palmer who's putting together some really cool stuff. He's working on his second book and uh, works as a trainer down in the south in the valley. He's going to be doing a lot with us as well. Very sharp guy. And then, of course, Christina, you know, wifey. Uh, You guys have probably seen a lot of her recipes go out. Um, She does a fantastic job of taking just the most basic uh, ingredients possible and pairing them up with the right spices and seasonings. And the next thing you know, you have a delicious dish. So amongst that collection of people that we're going to be working with, at least in the 
in the short run and long run, should they decide to choose in and stay, is basically an, a way of encompassing all these ideas, you know, and a, basically a way of getting this information out to you guys in a way that's authoritative and useful, right? We have, we have no idea, uh, or, or I'm sorry, no misconceptions around thinking that we know everything. We have no misconceptions around thinking that we have all the answers. We have no misconceptions around thinking that there's not more to learn. Every single person that I'm working with and that I'm speaking to, we're all students, you know? And so a big part of being a student is asking questions of people who know more than I do, people who know more than we all do. And that's where Hardwater Radio comes in. So this episode serves as kind of like a, you know, just an, a public announcement of the direction that we're going and also a public acknowledgement that I myself am a learner. I'm a man who's seeking mastery in these domains. I don't have all the answers. And so part of the mission with Hardwater Radio will be to sit at the feet of people who are way smarter than I am, who people, people who have, excuse me, people who have more experience, more wisdom, you know, more laps, more reps than I do. People who can give us the goods, so to speak, and let us know, you know, if we're going down a path that will serve us possibly or going down a path that may not. And so, you know, to that end, I've already taken about six interviews. You know, we've been talking about everything in these interviews. We've been talking about everything from TBI, which is uh, traumatic brain injury, to ayahuasca, which is some of the psychedelic teacher plant action coming out of uh, South America. It's now becoming very popular here in North America. I'm sure you've heard about it uh, in other places. Um, I know Joe Rogan has mentioned it quite a bit. The On It guys have, have mentioned the teacher plants quite a bit. So if you follow them, you've definitely heard about what's going on with that. So with that said, guys, I'm going to close it out here. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for following along um, my journey and my development and my long path to clarity and to getting to this point and what I wanted to dedicate the next years of my life and my purpose around. And I want to invite you to stay with us. I want you to invite you to stay with me and come with me on the journey. We've got an event coming up at the end of March. It's the last weekend of the March. It's going to be called Amplify. Uh, myself, Christina, uh, Brianne, and Nate, all the team, We'll be taking a group of people, a small group of people, a small group of 10 people up to Sedona for a weekend uh, retreat mastermind. We're going to be breaking down some mental and physical barriers and letting you see how you show up and giving you some guideposts so that you can walk away having a greater awareness of how you can best impact yourself in a positive way first to move in bigger, better directions, and then also the people around you. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be coming down the pike very shortly. Uh, we actually did graphics for it today. We've started working on our first uh, digital product, which is going to be designed to get people moving and off the couch um, and into a gym. That should be launching um, probably into February. So we've got both of those projects in the works and plenty more content's going to be dropping into the Hardwater One group. So if you're picking up this podcast and you want to jump on Facebook, do a search for Hardwater One, uh, just request membership and I'll let you in there and um, be happy to learn, your, learn about you and, and hear your story. 
And uh, with that said, guys, I'm going to close it out. Again, thank you so much for being on the journey with me. I wish you guys all the best, and I hope you stay around uh, long enough to see this thing you know, uh, grow and balloon into what I think is going to be a fantastic project. And I hope that you actually end up participating in a great deal of it. Um, I know I can learn a lot from each of you listening. So feel free to drop me some comments, um, follow along on Facebook, Instagram, jump in the Hardwater One group, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.